You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> what is good? Look at this. Uh, I'm in America. Alexis right? is out. He went out to the the land of the of the colonizers. I guess, bro. <laughs> conquistadors' cousins. <laughs> I'm out here in jolly old England, mate. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get my focus going. Uh, I'm just out here teaching people how to speak English, bro. They don't get it. They, that, they, it's they, that's they, they're gonna learn it from you of all people. It's pretty incredible, right, <laughs> bro? Also, we we need a regular. Ass cup of coffee up in this goddamn city. I finally found one place that does just like a regular old drip coffee, as they call it out here, filter coffee. And I was like, honestly, thank you. I'm like, you ain't adding water to this. <laughs> Promise me you ain't adding water. And they're like, no, no, no. Just in the brewing process. I was like, all right. I will pay you 75,000 pounds for this <laughs> if you ask me to. Uh, John Carl Trey, uh what's good? Says, uh, don't want Everton to go down. I'll miss beating them in the Derby twice a year. Okay. But that's, not, that's, not, that's not the kind of energy we need right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, they, they, everyone saw the title. Everyone saw the thumbnail. We already know what's going on. Uh, Paolo Nelson said, everyone, please hit that like button. On your way in and fasten your seatbelts. Thank you very much. Keep your hands inside the ride at all times, bro. <laughs> okay, you got to do one of these. Uh, just cross. <laughs> yeah, Wakanda. Just Wakanda. <laughs> Give me a bro, one. you got me looking like a ghost up in here. Why am I so pale, bro? <laughs> that's your camera, dude. I don't know. That's what happens when you go to yeah. England, bro. It, the Yo, the whiteness rubs I, off on you. <laughs> just before this, I FaceTimed with wifey, and I look clean as I look. I think they compress on FaceTime. I look skinnier. <laughs> I look a little tan. The the barber shop hair uh, haircut was in. Now I look like I'm dying, bro. <laughs> oh, damn, you look like you're covered in formaldehyde, bro. <laughs> oh, bro, I look like I came here and, and I'm slowly becoming goth. I got, I got I got bit by a goth guy, a radioactive goth guy. I'm I'm the tube. On the tube, mate. USL meme said Miami FC kit looking good. That's right. Yeah. Shots to Miami FC uh, who uh, who sent uh, us lost, some kits. Lost Inter Miami in the, uh, in the, US, in the US Open, Open Cup. Cup okay. That yeah. happens. Inter Miami, they're a brand new team. But, you know, this is Prem Show. So uh, we'll, we'll focus on that tomorrow. Uh, today we focus on all things Premier League, European football, mate. Alexis is in London right now. Uh, and I'm out here. Uh, close to Europe. They they asked to leave. <laughs> so I'm in England. I'm close right. to Europe. And shouts to Eagle Eye Football, who said Alexis got the trim. Shouts to Slider Cuts. They did the thing. I got linked up with a dude named HD Cuts, who apparently cuts like every Premier League footballer's haircut. I go everybody I go to is, I go to four K cuts, but you do what you, you wow. do what you want to do. I mean <laughs> I'm not here. I mean they only charge ten dollars, ten dollars and eighty cents. So it's pretty good. <laughs> Actually they charge they charge ten eighty P. Get it? Because B is, come on now. All right, we're doing it. Come on now. It sells itself. <laughs> uh, so uh, I finally got my haircut. I was waiting for HD cuts to hit me back up, but apparently he's in demand and very busy. So a bunch of people told me, like, yo, you got to go to Slider Cuts. They did their thing. But also shouts to Eagle Eye Football, because guess what? I got, not only did I get a drink, we watched the fight with Eagle Eye Football, but also our boy Brushy87. Whoa! 
what? The homies. Everybody in the chat is like, yo, I wanna I wanna see these guys in HD. I wanna see them <laughs> in person. Okay. And I'm like, did someone say HD cuts? <laughs> Please respond to me. Uh, uh but yeah, dude. The boy Brush came through. I didn't even ask him his real name. I called him Brushy the whole damn time. He's like, yo, no government. You don't need to know all that about, I mean, I, I, I mess with you on the chat, but I ain't giving you too much info. Yeah, you ain't need to know all that. You don't need to know all that. Also, I don't know if you can see the hat right there. Uh-huh. I went to, I went to Fresh Ego Kid. Oh, okay. It's the yeah. brand you see. Every, every content creator in England wears this brand. Right, right. Uh, all so right. I went, they hooked me up with a hat. It was dope. You showed love to the Cooligans out here. Look at that. Uh, it, you love to see it. Thank you uh, for everybody uh, in, in England being kind to Alexis. Uh, Trish Murphy's husband is the name in the chat. So pretty soon the whole family going to be up in this chat. <laughs> Trish Murphy's husband said 1080p is funny. Shouts to Trish Murphy's husband already coming in with gold. <laughs> so, so, it's, uh, so this is not... So Trish Murphy and Trish Murphy's husband are two separate accounts, I'm assuming. <laughs> why, the- why would you have to assume that? Why wouldn't you just immediately be able to acknowledge that? <laughs> Could this be Trish Murphy uh, posing as Trish Murphy's husband? Is that a thing Trish Murphy would do? Or is this Trish Murphy's husband being really bad at making burner accounts? <laughs> She'll never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 I got an idea. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us. Uh, as always, uh, we're here every Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we are the Cooligans. My name is Christian. That is Alexis. He is in London. That's I am right. not in London. I am in America. Okay. That's right. So, where we belong. <laughs> okay. Uh, where everybody in London keeps telling Alexis to go back to. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have an update. Trish Murphy's husband just said on his phone, he's driving. So this is Trish Murphy. <laughs> On... on Trish Murphy's husband's account, which is called <laughs> Trish Murphy's husband, but it's not Trish Murphy's husband. It's just Trish Murphy, which is probably more uh, incredible. And it makes me happier that Trish Murphy's husband has an account that says Trish Murphy's husband. You know what I mean? That's pretty <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the bond. It's it's like, uh, you know, it's almost like uh, like when breaking Did the someone throw a plate. <laughs> Helene, she dropped something in the sink. Helene just got back from her bachelorette party in uh, in Miami. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. That's right. You have to take a pregnancy test, bro. <laughs> okay, I I don't think I'm the father. Right? Yeah. <laughs> How was it? Did uh, she did she go to a kale farm? What was the lot, what was the, the festivities? Lot of uh, they went to like vegan restaurants. They went to a Cuban okay. restaurant, which she uh, which she enjoys. She told me she did liked she that. Get up. kicked out when she started saying, "I don't eat carbs, I don't eat sugar, I don't eat dairy," and they're like. <laughs> okay. You also you can't scream because the AirPods uh, are not very good with uh, when it gets very loud when it gets oh, okay. to Alexis volume. <laughs> oh, I guess it's not made for me then. Maybe I could lower the input. Maybe. Um, the uh, <laughs> an ice cold said dancing bear goal celebration, which I think is a reference to um, a stripper. I'm assuming, but I don't know. Uh, oh, isn't that uh, what's his face? That's um, uh, uh, Will Bruin. Bruin. Will Bruin, but Will also Bruin. could be uh, a stripper. Who knows? Um, How's my volume? Is it too low? Volume is good. 
hear you just fine. Um, All right, cool. So now if I scream, it shouldn't. <laughs> USL, shouldn't uh... USL meme said that Miami kit is suspect now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. I'm oh, here. yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm glad I got your support. Everybody's on the case. Um, what kind of what kind of a husband will you be? Let me ask. What mm. kind of fiance were you? Were you the hey, you didn't call me last night? Oh my goodness! No, I've during never, the honeymoon. I've never been that during the honeymoon. <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm sorry. During the uh, bachelorette party. Sure. Uh, no, no. I I'm very. You know, I, I I give her a very long leash, Alexis. It's very very long. <laughs> <laughs> the word leash and wife don't usually go together, my friend. I'm gonna let you know that now. It's about five thousand feet long. All right. <laughs> a lot of trust. All right, but not too much trust. A lot of trust yeah. though. How many times did she call you during – how many days did she go away? Three? Uh, four. Four? How many times did y'all communicate? Not via text. Not via text. Um, so FaceTimes and phone calls. Th- three? Three out of the four. And then the All other right, one was bad. was text. So reasonable. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's was when, that bad? <laughs> that's when that's when the strip club was like, we're gonna close the doors, but you guys could stay in. <laughs> uh, no, she had fun. She was with her friends and her uh, and her sisters. Uh, so it's all good. Nice. It's all good. Tell her I hope she had fun. Okay, Alexis, I'm not invited to the ba- I'm not invited to the bachelor party. So I guess you'll tell me how that goes. No, I, I don't even know if I'm gonna have one. I'm like on the Bro. fence about it. You know what? I'll just get. I'll just find like a, a bottle, like I'll get like a thing with herpes on it, and I'll rub it on you, just so it feels like you went to a right, bachelor right. party. Yeah, they, those are usually available. Are those over the counter at the pharmacy, or what? Like just you know, the- here, here, you, you don't even see a doctor for this. Here. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, okay, so just the Jamal, just some Jamal who said he saw me on Saturday at the Emirates. Y'all had a blast at the emirates and when i saw troops i'm like how you feel about our tenta now huh mm. how you feel about our tenta now troops I, wasn't he <laughs> troops posted photos he was like with his son and uh he was just yeah, like, yeah, like family were, like in a suite the family that, outing I, I mean look look the, i mean the 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 upgrade troops you know <laughs> a nice cobra said bachelor party and cut joe whitlock said the exact same thing back did he to back. amazing Bro, are you or is wait hold on is a nice cold brew joe whitlock on on trisha trisha murphy's husband's phone bro um so hello everybody let's get started because we can do this all day we obviously there's a lot of stories uh we'll share and alexis will talk about uh his uh his time in london and at, at the emirates but hello uh yes we are the cool again this is prem show anything uh we, we do this christian doesn't want to mess with his dork <laughs> we're gonna need a legend for the show that explains what all these things mean <laughs> just literally like uh almost like a translation uh, uh under everything that we say with a little you know it bouncing um so the uh yes anything that you would like us to talk about uh european football related please put it in the chat uh if you're listening to this podcast yes we're here on youtube live youtube.com slash soccer cooligans every um monday 1 p.m eastern time uh and tuesday where we talk about uh american soccer so um we have to start with uh let's start with what's in in the uh title and uh and 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 the thumbnail you all see it Frank Lampard uh, is in the mud right now. Everton are <laughs> having a little bit of uh, – they're in the relegation zone. So right now, as – No, no, no. 
they're not in the relegation zone. They're in a relegation position. <laughs> well, no, the relegation is... zone feels like someone who can slip into the relegation position. You are in relegation <laughs> right now. No, this is the relegation zone. Is it's like the friend zone. You don't want to be in there. You know what I mean? It's bad. Mm. They are. By the way, uh, you did get you did get some advice and said, uh, please don't invite uh, Jizz Horncamp to your bachelor party. <laughs> says Nick Red. Don't worry, I heard Jizz Horncamp was all over the bachelor party. Um, no, he's a family friend. He has to be there. Uh, <laughs> he's on table one at the wedding. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, let's let's discuss. Um, Everton lost to. Liverpool, which most people expected, they lost two nil. Uh, it was a. It was I actually, a, I actually thought Everton would at least be able to draw. It was I thought a, Everton would. I thought Everton would be would you know defend bravely and be able to sneak out a nil nil. And they did and for a moment there. For the first half, it looked like it might. Yes, uh, there was. Uh, they they were bravely defending. Um, it was. Uh, it was a, a you know a hard fought effort in that first half, but then. You know, they brought in Origi, they brought in Luis Diaz, and uh, then that's when it becomes unfair because th- this is, you know, how, remember when we were talking about. Wait, hold on. Who are your backups? <laughs> no, that, but this Who is what you bring in. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Remember when we were, when, you know, you're, you're, you're of the, uh, you know, we should have five subs, and I'm like, it's, it's a little bit unfair. And, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even think Liverpool should have three subs. You know what I mean? They, we should really <laughs> limit. How many that's subs? That's actually, wait, that's not a bad idea. If you're first in the table, you only get two subs. That's not a bad idea. This is, uh, you know, if you're not going to have a salary cap, this is the way to bring in some parity. You know, if you're in first place, maybe uh, you get zero subs or one. And then as you... Second place gets two. Third place, they get the three. Fourth place gets four. Everyone else gets five. Boom. Boom. We fixed it. Please. You're welcome. <laughs> also, can you retroactively do that and take away the goals for Origi? <laughs> uh, but no, you know, once uh, the, the, in that second half, it was gonna it was gonna be difficult uh, regardless uh, for Everton, and I think most people didn't expect them to win, even Everton fans. And, and I think that that performance in that first half was pretty impressive. I thought, you know, you see the the possession numbers; it was like. 13 percent 17 percent possession bro it was brutal but i the- think they i think they actually helped you by counting when you guys were throwing the ball to the uh to the uh, uh liverpool player for throwing like the- you were handing it to them They're like all right give him that give him that the- this is uh i thought it was a, a a good i thought tactically it was the right decision and it felt like a a true acceptance of we know what we are we know we're not as good as this team, and we're just going to accept that. And honestly, in Everton should have been playing like this in, like, November, bro. Like, just stop conceding goals. You were, you were ready to <laughs> shut it down three, three months into the season. It should have been. For you get- like, clamp it, clamp it. <laughs> because the, the, the game against Liverpool, it is what it is. Uh, it it would have been a tough, it would have been really, really difficult to get a result. I thought it was possible. But once they gave up the first goal, um, th- th- that's when you knew it was like, it seemed to be out of sight. But the... Really, the bigger the bigger frustration is that Burnley won, 
Uh, Burnley won against uh, who did they play? Uh, n- not West Ham. I thought uh, it was West Ham actually. Maybe it was West Ham. Um, <laughs> they won that their game. Well, no, because I think West Ham actually won, didn't they? No, West Ham won against uh, was it I don't know, Southampton? Who was it? Villa. Why am I, let's see who they played. Jesus. Um, Burnley. Their last match uh, was. I don't even see them having played here. Wolves. They, play on wolves. they won against Wolves. Oh yeah, yeah. They beat Wolves one 0 So this, I, I'm watching this game, and I'm just like Bay Area Guna. Bay Area Guna says Everton are dusty as hell, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Don't <laughs> Everton are about to be put in the basement, bro. <laughs> Yo, look, um, it, it was. It was interestingly like the, it's interesting seeing how the Everton players are responding. Richarlison put put out a uh, Instagram story saying, um, telling the fans, "Hey, we need you in uh, uh, back at Goodison. We're we're gonna get ourselves out of this situation." Uh, uh, Anthony Gordon was really frustrated with the lack of, uh, uh, he, you know, he got yellow carded for diving, uh, but he felt that there were there was probably one play that probably should have been a penalty that wasn't called that Joe Matip uh, kind of pushed him over. Uh, but there there was he he got early in the game he got the moniker or whatever like uh, that he's a diver and the ref was just like this I can't boy who cried wolf I can't trust didn't get it out of his head. Yeah, uh, and- Dennis Higgins said Everton needs Jesus. Yeah, Gabriel, Gabriel Jesus. Jesus. Hopefully, <laughs> he doesn't go to Arsenal. Come on now, bro. <laughs> Forget Arsenal. Go, <laughs> go over uh, uh, to Goodison. The um- so here's the thing: players said that they're going to get out of this situation. Richarlison. So here's said that. okay. Richarlison said that. So here's my question to you, Christian. One: Do you believe that? Do you believe they will get out of this situation? I think they have a better opportunity than Burnley does. The, I mean, Burnley, they're, they're not that good, but I can't, it's just difficult to fathom that we're worse than Burnley, bro. It's also, <laughs> also they're, they're getting the new manager pump, which I think you're still waiting for. <laughs> so fine, let's do this. Let's count how many points. We've done this before, but I, I want to know. Is this enough to get out of it? Like, let's count the points. Everton versus Chelsea. How many points are you taking from that? You're at home. At home, I, I think. Honestly, I think there's. This is a, a chance to win. I think there's three okay. points here. Let's go three points. Uh, Sunday, May eighth, Leicester. You head to Leicester. What are you? What's going to happen? They beat you recently, a couple weeks ago. No, it was a draw. You drew. You drew one one. Yeah. Um, this this is another one where I think we can win. Jamal keeps hitting you with the, the only pool you're playing next season is Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> so you think you're going to win Chelsea and Leicester? Um, I, yes, I do think we could win those. Oh, I'm not trying to be delusional. We beat Manchester United. Chelsea lost. They only won one nothing to uh, yesterday. Manchester United. Arsenal didn't play well and beat Manchester United. So, so all right, look, I'll give you the six Chelsea, points. Chelsea, six points for the next two matches would be hey, USL would probably memes. secure you. USL memes. Thank you for the uh, subscription. Also, please hit the subscription uh, button here on YouTube. We are eight away from four thousand. So, if you haven't uh, subscribed, please, please do that. Please. How the hell did we not hit four thousand yet? That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, please hit the subscription button. Everybody at the barbershop I was at uh, followed and subscribed. So you should too. Um, all right. So it's the next two matches you think you're going to win. 
Six points from Chelsea at home. Uh, six points led away to Leicester. Away to Watford. This is a must win. I mean, that that's that has to be three points. I mean, all right. You're at nine points from three. No, games. no, no. So, okay. <laughs> so, is- look, Chelsea, I think, so if, let me amend it. Do we, it's just that at home, we're so much better at home. The away games is when we will most likely lose. So, Chelsea have not been that great the last couple of weeks. They won one nothing yesterday. Screamer at the so end. So don't they like, lost? You know. Chelsea just lost uh, to. Um, Remember who broke Chelsea though? Arsenal, Remember right? Who broke Chelsea though. They've they you know they haven't been they they you know looked pretty uh, substandard in uh, in Champions League. Look, there's an opportunity here, and and it's not like teams you know go to Goodison Park and just straight up dominate. That doesn't really happen that often. Everton are bad. We, we all know this, but there's a chance here for at, at least a result. I think getting a point against Chelsea is possible. It, it's not Do impossible. Do you think Frank Lampard keeps this style of play, this park, park bus, kind of conca cafe, kind of dark well, arty? He didn't, he couldn't play, he didn't play Yeremina against Liverpool because he just got back from injury. He didn't want to overplay him. And because the game against Chelsea will be more, there's more of a chance to get a result than against Liverpool. The fact that they didn't give, that Everton didn't give up a goal against Liverpool in the first half is a minor miracle. That Mason Mason Holgate and Michael Keane, Ben Godfrey got injured in the warm up. So it was just like, it looked like it was going to be way worse than it actually was. A nice cold brew called you Pele Optimist. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I, I, Jamal is killing you, bro. Jamal said, LOL, you are worse than bad. <laughs> but the, I mean, when you look at the. Uh, I, I, here's the thing, dude. I do want to give you credit. And I do want to give everything credit. Because losing 2-0 to the best team in Europe right now mm-hmm. in their house is kind of a victory. Right. Man- to some degree. There's so many positives there to pull from. Manchester United didn't lose 2-0. They lost, what, 4-0? 5-0? <laughs> so, um, so and I-, I do think you probably should have gotten a penalty. It, it at very least could have ended 1-1. Right. Um, and, th- you know, this, this game was... Um, I didn't expect to win it. I, it's not even about that. But Everton... They just beat Manchester United. There are teams that they don't look like they can beat that they end up winning against. And there's teams that they should beat that they lose. The, the, I mean, we've lost to Norwich. We've lost to Watford. We've lost to Burnley. These already, those three results, the, the game against Burnley, if they would have played the way they played against Liverpool. That might be the reason you get relegated. I, I Yeah, it's a, it's very possible. And the fact that... Burnley, uh, they sacked their manager, uh, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Dyche. Um, they get rid of him, and I'm like, yo, bro, they, they're done for. Why, why are they getting rid of him now? And it's like, they, they, maybe they did it just at the right time. The, that, that result against Wolves is tremendous. Um, so it's, it's the game against Watford have to brutally, brutally have to win. There's no. Okay, so let's, let's go. Give me some reality here, okay? Yeah. Chelsea at Everton. You're sticking with three points. I'll say one point. I'll say one point. Okay, one point. Uh, Everton away to Leicester. Away to Leicester. Um, 
I'll, I'll at one point also. Okay, so we're at two points. Everton away to Watford. Three points. Okay, so we're at five points. Brentford with Christian Eriksen, the zombie. That away or home? Comes to Everton. That's at yeah, home? That's in your house. That's Goodison. three points. Okay, so we're at nine, eight points. Eight points. Eight points. Everton welcome Crystal Palace to Goodison. This is going to be a tough one. Crystal Palace is a tough team to play, bro. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna say three points only because the last time that we played, obviously in the FA Cup, um, I think we there was no Alan because he had the red card, no Yeremina. So I think that's going to be the difference. The home games, you're not going to. There's no home game in these last stretches that I'm going to say that we're not going to get three points out of. I outside of the Chelsea one, I, I think the rest of them are absolutely must wins, and I think they can. You only it. have one left, which is the Crystal Palace. So you think you could take three points from Crystal Palace going to Goodison? Yeah, yeah, and then the okay, and then the so you're like, at nine. That's, no, you're at eleven. Uh, eleven, uh, and, and then Arsenal away. Arsenal away. I think that's a loss. I don't think we win that one. I think it's going to be two eleven points. I think it's too important to uh, to Arsenal. They're gonna. It's gonna be the last game. They're probably still fighting for a Champions League spot. I think that's gonna be the reason we stay in fourth. It's. It might be we win, we stay in fourth. You win, you stay up. It, it might be that. It might be. I, and I, here's I, why I'm saying that. You took 11 points, right? Where are you in the? That would be 40. 40 points. That would put you at 40. Burnley are at 31 points. Let's look at the matches they have coming up. Burnley away to Watford. What are you thinking there? This is going to be a tough one because Watford really needs to win this game. I could see this being a draw. Okay. Okay. Aston Villa go to Burnley. Go to Turf Moor. Um, I think Burnley loses this game. I think they lose that. I could see Aston Villa. I'll give you that. I could see Aston Villa winning that. Yeah. So... Watford have three points. That brings them to 34 points. Okay, so, no, what you said, draw. They're at 32 points. Mm-hmm. They they uh, they lose to Aston Villa. Tottenham. Burnley goes to White Hart Lane or Tottenham Stadium. They, yeah, they're losing that. They're not winning that game. Tottenham are in a, on a free fall. Free fall. They, and what? their manager. Two games. Their manager. That... <laughs> the rumor just came out that their manager wants to go to PSG. Just, He's like, yeah. please get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. How about this? Burnley has to go to Aston Villa now. Um, yeah, I think they uh, – maybe a, maybe there's a draw here between – obviously, they have to play two games. Uh, they're going to play each other two times in two weeks. Um, I could see uh, maybe – one draw and then one loss for Burnley. Okay, so you've given them now one point out of the last few games. Um, then the last match is Burnley versus Newcastle. They're not winning that. Which Newcastle, they're is, not winning that. Newcastle's on fire. On fire. Yeah. Newcastle's in Champions League form <laughs> right Bro, now. They Newcastle were beneath Everton a couple weeks ago, and now they are at the top yeah. half of the table. It's they incredible. are in, well, they're ninth, right? <laughs> they're in ninth place, bro. It's, it's incredible. Eddie, how'd you do it? Um, <laughs> all right, so you gave you gave 
what did you gave uh, Burnley? They, I think what five? Obviously, points? you gave it. You gave them five points. Look, obviously, this is a highly biased approach, mm-hmm. but you would not be relegated if you were right with those uh, victories and losses. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm hope. I hope I am right. <laughs> Catherine Tucker. Famously a Spurs fan, uh, just <laughs> quoted me and said, Tottenham are in free fall. I said, Alexis, delusionally every week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's Pele delusional, I think. Uh, <laughs> because, um, look, I think the, the results, uh, Burnley's results are going to be more important to Everton than Everton's own results. But Everton do have a game in hand. So there's that. Um, but I, I look, I, I hope if you're a Burnley fan in this chat, I hope nothing but the, the, the most epic of failures on your part, on your team. Um, this is, this is pretty remarkable. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of when Liverpool and, uh, and Everton were playing, uh, they were showing all these, um, stats about like the wage bill and how much they've spent on, uh, on transfers in the last like eight years, and they they've been Liverpool has spent like uh, I, I wish I could f- let me see if I could find um, th- that image, um, but basically Everton have spent like something like eight hundred million in the last like decade, and Liverpool has spent like four or five, and then the amount of um, signings that were more than twenty five million uh, pounds or dollars or whatever. Uh, Everton has like 12 and Liverpool had like three or four. Um, so it really just speaks to, again, just the, just a gross mismanagement of this club that they, they've essentially thrown money at a problem and it's not, uh, resolving absolutely anything. Uh, and, and, you know, Jimmy Carragher said this where he, he said, he felt that Everton were the worst run club in Europe, which is it. It you know if it, it feels like a bold statement and a, a, and a little bit. Um, it feels like a punch to the gut, but also a hug. Right, <laughs> yeah. it's the truth. <laughs> it, it hurts, Be- but it's the truth. Because there's there's no other club in the world where you can justify spending this kind of money and getting these kinds uh, of results. I I it just it makes absolutely. Uh, no sense even from just like if you're playing like football manager and you're like throwing all this money around you're like you you tend to see some more some better results because of the investment that you've made but it's That's like, like if you found out christian spent less at the gym than i have you know what i mean <laughs> like it's not fair you'd be like i feel like it ain't working <laughs> um, uh which we call it by the way uh shouts to graying cyburns who said Isolated in my house with COVID on well with the boop boop on Dayquil. <laughs> uh, must be hallucinating because I think I just heard Christian say Everton is staying up. Hey man, feel better. Uh, hopefully it goes by quickly and seamlessly. Um, yes, uh, likewise, man. Hope I, I yeah, hope you get better. The the um, it's 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 weird because even in my my Everton uh group chat with all, all the comedians, which they are, it's the end of the world when <laughs> there's like a mispass <laughs> because <laughs> it is it is an all uh, comedian uh, group chat, all a bunch of comedians uh, out out in Liverpool, um, and there's there's still a couple optimistic people in there, right? So they're like a lot of people, even though there's losses and and we're in in uh, in 18th place. 
people are like, don't worry, we're going to stay up. Don't worry, we're going to stay up. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm latching on to that you think optimism. It's one of those, you think it's one of those like speaking into existence kind of things? Maybe. I mean, look, there's, for, for every one, and there's probably only one or two people that are like, we're going to stay up. There's also a dozen like, uh, get ready for the championship, folks. Uh, those patches are going to look great on, <laughs> on our kits. Um, the whole thing. It's, um, look, I, I don't know where to. Let me uh, ask you this. If you do get relegated, do you think you're coming straight back up? No. No, I said this a couple a week ago, two weeks ago. I don't think so. I, oh I yeah, think, I think I did ask you that. Yeah, yeah. I think the um, because of uh, one, the players are going to be leaving. Um, financial fair play, they won't be able to invest as much in the roster as they financially really could. Um, so no, I think it. Uh, I think so. The last time Everton um, got relegated in in like nineteen fifty something or whatever, um, they were out for three years. Uh, and then, obviously, they've been in Division One since then. They've never been relegated from the Premier League. Uh, so the club clearly has a lot of, of history, and there's a lot of pride in the fact that they they are one of the I I think six clubs that have never been relegated from from the Premier League. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so you you feel that and you sense that when you talk to um, Evertonians, and the fact that this is uh, that that streak is at is at stake is. Obviously, we all know it, it's obviously very detrimental, but for a club like this with this much history um, and, and consistently able to stay in, in, the, you know, in the top flight, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be devastating. Yeah. And somebody mentioned like it's going to um, that it's going to be like Jamal a, said championship is the trenches. The culture shock is going to be massive. Right. Right. Jamal. So, um, yeah, look, it'll suck. I I still don't think it's going to happen. Um I still think Burnley will will like uh, uh falter um later in the season. There is a game in hand. It's only 2 points right now. Um Everton, look, if they can beat Manchester United, who are on paper the better team, they, uh, look and and even in the performance against Liverpool, the performance against Manchester City when they play the top teams, they can figure. They figure out a way to at least stay in these games. They only lost to Manchester City one 0 and there was a handball that wasn't called. And all these like it, this is what sucks about being so close to being in relegation. Though, so, because you look at every result, every instance, you're like, we. There could have been a point there, a point there, a win here. It's just like a, the referees. I'm just like, I hate this particular referee. And I, you're like a, you're like a, you're like a detective that keeps looking over the <laughs> files of a cold case. It's like, you're it's like, like the most anyone asked him where he was what it's, is this? it's like the movie memento i have tattoos of all the different results all over my body and i'm like what i remember when this happened it's so frustrating um dennis higgins said everything is gonna hire bielsa imagine Tali, shouts to say Tali. thanks for hanging out with us jamal said alexis up top would body Manchester United? They are not a benchmark, Christian. First of all, thank you. <laughs> uh, second of all, you know what? Arsenal made them look good for about twenty minutes in the match, so maybe they're not that terrible. Also, whenever you have Cristiano Ronaldo, you at least know there's probably a goal getting scored. So sure, sure. Um, so uh, yeah, so like I said, I, I, a nice goal. Bruce said Liverpool sent Rafa to sabotage Everton. What is that? I mean, think about that. That Rafa, Rafa Benitez. The quite possibly most heralded up until recently, most heralded, uh, you know, Liverpool manager 
went to Everton and that he's the reason they're getting relegated. Do you, and that's actually a great question. And what probably we should have talked about when we started, because this is the thumbnail, right? And the title. Do you blame Frank Lampard for this? No, I, I, I still do not. I okay, don't. but where where is he on the list of reasons you're getting relegated? Um, or reasons you're in this position? I would say... Um, Does he not carry more blame than Rafa? No, no, not even close. I mean, look, he's in he's in a more uh, pressure situation um, than than Rafa uh, was, but the it's hard to rank. Look, I, I, one, if I if you ask me who to blame first, I'm it, asking you. Give me the give me your give me your top three so reasons I'm gonna, I'm, or people to blame. I, I want to let's go top five, top five, top five, top five. Okay, <laughs> okay, top five, top five things you're blaming for Everton being in the position they're in. Go. So I'm um, one. I I gotta let's say. Start, th- let's start with. Hold on. No, start with five. The least. Oh, least. D- then I'm gonna say. Um, I'm gonna say Frank. Frank is probably the least. Uh, the least reason. So okay. he's at five. Interesting. So Frank Lampard. He's number five. Ab- number four. He's t- totally to blame. He has he has culpability, but he is fifth in my in my. He list. is at fault, but not completely at fault. Okay. Correct. Uh, oh, no, no one four. is no one is completely at fault in this list. It is just who is right. who takes the more of the pie of responsibility. Okay. Right. 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 <laughs> okay. okay. This is number a, four. This is a shitty tasting pie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a very Ooh, very. <laughs> Very humble pie. Humble pie would taste better. Yeah. So Frank is um, fifth. I'm going to say fourth would be Rafa. I'm going to say Rafa is there because... Fourth? Fourth because of how while he handled James Rodriguez, how he handled Lucas Digne, uh, uh, and just play, just having an issue with the players and, and being that off-putting and being that difficult. So... Losing eleven in a row. That so um, so he is fourth. Third um will be the uh. Okay, so I'm gonna say it's not a person, but it is the the injuries. There were there uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin injured at the early in the season. Yeremina in and out. Uh, did, you know uh, missed a lot of games. A uh, lot of injuries. Uh, you know. And 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 also players leaving and uh, and stuff, like you know obviously losing Hamas and stuff like that they obviously didn't make it uh, easier. So the the player kind of injury issue and uh, uh, clubhouse kind of stuff. So if you're keeping track, five is Frank Lampard, four is Rafa Benitez, three is excuses. I mean injuries. <laughs> 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 Everybody deals with injuries, but okay, but you did have some very important players go down, and right. they weren't replaced. To Granny Cyburn's point, and the Chinese yeah. transfers reasons you're going down, but so that's number three. Number two, number two, the players themselves and how they've played. Their performances have been abysmal. Um, whether it's 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 coaching, whether or what whatever the the, the constant defensive mistakes, not being able to control the ball, just like sim- passing, pa- like just the, the 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 fundamentals of the game have seemed to been. Absent this e- this season for for Everton, but the 
the the constant just giving up goals is has been a nightmare. Everton have uh, how many goals have they given up? The, their goal differential is negative twenty one, um, which Jesus. is absolutely brutal. Um, you know that that's been you know one of the bigger issues. But then I also think because of the injury to Yerimina, that's probably been uh, a big factor as well. So to the players themselves, and then one. Uh, it is the board. It is uh, Everton. The way the club, front office, the front the way the club is simply uh, run. Panix, <laughs> why? Thank you for uh, the super chat saying responsibility pie. The new Everton dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> much appreciated. Um, so the um, okay. So the yeah, the board. The way the club is just simply run. They have. They are the ones who are most responsible. Whether it's who, who what, what player. What, what about the board? Is it specifically? Is it the fact that they didn't make the Rafa replacement soon enough? Is it that they went to Rafa to begin with when Carlo Ancelotti left? Which, by the way, Jamal said uh, number one, Ancelotti. The man is a hoe. First call from Madrid. <laughs> he busted wide open. <laughs> He did say that's the one that's play it. that we all know where he was. He Car- would bail. Carlo is for the streets, bruh. Yo, Carlos for the Carlo streets. An- <laughs> bro, Carlo Ancelotti must have been helping plan the bachelorette party, bro. Because he, he out here twerking for Real Madrid, bro. So um no the the the, the decision to um as far as the, the front office, the decision like what is front what is what is the big issue? Because I've heard the front office is default. And you could say the front office aren't good at their jobs, but what about that? I mean, maybe they're not good at marketing or other, some of these things. What, what, are they, what, are the, what, what was their decision the, that cost Everton, whether it be time or the ability to stay up? Okay, first, probably bringing in Rafa, but fine. If, if look, he has the resume he has. Yeah, but we talked about this. Right, he, right. At but, the time, no, but you look, needed to stay within the manager ilk of the Rafas and the Ancelotti's. Right. It was the only so, option. Th- this is the biggest mistake they've made, in my opinion, this season. Is, allowing us to go there and film that doc. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is um, allowing Rafa to make the roster decisions that he made when they just went and got rid of him anyway. That is like if if you you gave him all the all you gave him the keys to the kingdom, and then he ransacked the place, and then two two weeks later you're like, okay, give the, give us the keys back. And you and you're not responsible now for all the damage that you caused. Getting rid of so, so they so the front office should have made the decision to get rid of Rafa before he was able to get rid of Luca Digne. A hundred percent, yes. When, but then why hasn't Frank invited? I guess he can't because he is with a Saudi club. But you know. They're not going to bring. Yeah, gonna, I mean, he's not what Hamas, getting Hamas back. Uh, no, uh, he's not coming back. Uh, I, I, who knows? Maybe look. Maybe Hamas did have. Remember you know, that feeling. Remember that feeling when you had Hamas and all <laughs> we called them the Tofiteros. They were all dancing. Remember that. Remember, how, how long ago does that feel? Remember, Everton were in first place this season. Yeah, yeah at the yeah. at the top of the table. They were in a Champions y'all League. Did a, <laughs> y'all did a reverse Newcastle. <laughs> For real, dude. <laughs> um, the Look, the, the, the fact that those decisions 
um, and, and that Rafa had a say when things were already very rocky, like things were really difficult. They were losing a lot of games and they were like, Rafa, we still trust you. We still got you. Get rid of Lucas Dina. Yeah, he's a problem. What? Like you can't, that's, that's the biggest issue. You, you got rid of um, some of, you know, your better players because the, the manager didn't like them and had an issue with them. And then you end up getting rid of the manager. So that is, I, I, you can't justify that. That that is, it's you know something from the uh, at the top. They they're making these decisions, you know, a little bit too like um, I don't want to say like emotionally or whatever because I I think getting rid of Rafa was was the right um, decision because it was causing too much trouble with the fan base, but. There's just a a recklessness. I mean, there's no other way to put it. There's a recklessness with how the club is run that you you're realizing that it doesn't matter how much you spend, you need to have a solid foundation. You need to have a lot of uh, uh, accountability and and trust. And and that just doesn't wasn't se- didn't seem to be there. Paulo Nelson put reverse Newcastle kinky. <laughs> uh, Jamal Jamal got a lot of smoke for you, bro. He said Lampard was and I actually kind of like this. He said Lampard, or I should say, I kind of agree with this. Uh, Lampard was a wrong choice, too. Guys, look at Newcastle. Apart from Bruno G signing, they made smart signings and have a better manager than Lamps. If you got any how, you would be safe. At what point, if you won't say Lampard is even in the top three to blame for Everton, the position that you're in now, was he the wrong choice? But for oh, manager, oh, or, but is this, what, or is this what too makes far Ed, gone? What makes Eddie Howe? This brilliant mind that whatever that understands Newcastle is in ninth. That's that's why. <laughs> oh yeah, they yes, but the signings were the big the, the were the big deal. Yeah, but we got to be honest. And to the, the reason why I like his comment is Bruno uh, Guimarães or whatever however Guimarães, you want to pronounce Guimarães, it. Guimarães, yeah, Guimarães. Uh, he may be a big deal signing, but other than him, they went and got stable players. They signed Chris Wood. They signed Karen Trippier, and he's been uh, Trippier. He's been injured. They went out and signed. It just wasn't good players. Hold on. They didn't go out and sign big money players. They didn't bring in Neymar. Hold on, hold on, because Newcastle were in a different financial situation than Everton. Everton couldn't sign Bruno. Couldn't sign Trippier without getting rid of some other players. There's financial fair play. Uh, Newcastle hadn't really the last couple of years. Newcastle they were but struggling. I'm not saying I'm not saying that's what you should have done. I'm saying you can't say that Newcastle were in a different position because they just went out and did like a good smart business. And I'm not saying that doesn't mean you couldn't or you should have. What I'm saying is they went out and got Eddie Howe when people were like, "That's not the manager the richest club in the world brings in. You're supposed to bring in a you know a Pirlo. You're supposed to bring in this guy." They went out and just made smart football decisions. They said, yo, I need to be in the middle of this motherfucking table. I, agree. I don't want to be here. I, w- I love smart. So then was Frank Lampard the wrong choice? But Rafa was in was the tra- the guy in the transfer window. So you can't hold that. That responsibility is not on Frank Lampard. I get that. No, no, no. I agree with you. But I'm saying now looking, now that you have evidence of what you've seen the last few weeks, would you look back and say Frank Lampard was either handed too hard of a hand to deal with 
or was he the wrong choice? Which I one? Which category? Would too you hard. Put too, the too difficult. In? Too difficult of a hand to work with. I, I think that what he is, he is doing the best with what he has. But realistically, so are you saying Eddie Howe wouldn't have been able to do better? Into your into your assessment? Yeah, I, I don't think it has anything to necessarily do with. Uh, um, how to tactically play. If you're going to judge the players that Everton brought in, I'm not criticizing that. Of course, we brought in, somebody said we brought in bums. Uh, um, El Ghazi or whatever, he hasn't, he's played like 35 seconds. Makes no sense why they signed him. Deli Ali looks lost. Don't, we don't need a player like that. Donny van de Beek it can't even get in the game because they're like, there's too many defensive liabilities that we're like, we can't even put you in because you, we're going to make you look bad. When you when you back at Manchester United uh, and and when you're back with your manager, I honestly can't believe he can't even get minutes out of he can't because there's Everton. too many defensive issues that there's there's simply like Donny you you're good going forward and uh, but uh, uh, it, it's we have too many defensive issues that we can't we're too slow in the midfield that we can't put you up there because we're, otherwise we're okay. gonna put you we're gonna need you at center back Donny we need help. So then here's here's the question. Let's say you're man you're the you're the director of football for uh Everton Football Club back when the decision to fire Rafa happens. You are able to go back in time to that. Do you still hire Frank Lampard? Yeah. I, I'm I'm not unhappy Charles with Frank. Charles B said, Christian, I love you, but you caught in the Stockholm <laughs> and Lampard syndrome. NYCFC legend Frank Lampard. I love no, I, look I, we saw through. I, is I, that Lampard's jersey behind him? <laughs> no, it is. We we had Rafa Benitez. We had uh, Duncan Ferguson and Frank Lampard. They would Duncan Ferguson have done a better job? He had an opportunity. He, he he managed one game and it and it didn't and he lost. So I don't. I, I think the 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 hope was that that they could bring in a. A, a leader to bring in some positivity, to bring in some uh, uh, accountability, to bring in somebody that... But the, also that the players probably have like a heavy amount of respect for as well. Right. Because odds are a lot of these players saw Frank Lampard play when they were younger. And, you know, he, he to some degree maybe was inspirational in their career or something of those. Right. At the very least, they have a heavy amount of respect for his we know We know the, the Everton... That's what I'm saying, that the, the Everton players... Uh, eat, you know, eat more of the responsibility pie because they're simply the majority of them are not good enough. I mean, let's just be serious. They're not good enough. Uh, I, and we've we've seen that. Yes, the, the decisions on what players to bring and blah, blah, blah. Yes, the, the, a lot. There have been so many poor decisions, but Eddie Howe doesn't come in here and snap a finger. Just fix this. Well, you can't. Why are they giving up so many goals all the time? And the the one thing I would blame, uh, uh, or the thing I would be more frustrated with Frank about, is that early on in his early games, when he was lo- he lost like the first two or three, he was he was really he was very experimental, three at the back, trying to like possess more, and and you saw that early on, and it was not working. And credit to him because he was like, I right, my bad. Sorry, I I threw away nine points. I didn't realize how bad this team was. <laughs> so well, y'all, they can't even do this, bro. I gotta, I gotta, so I gotta he, go back to the drawing. Board. He gave them a shot. He gave them a chance to see what they could do, and it wasn't working. And 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 then also not having 
the players that they need, um, like like a, a Yerimina, um, uh, you know that Yerimina not being you know missing so many games, I think is one of the biggest reasons why uh, Everton are in the position that, that that they're in. You just just having a, a six foot three d- dude that is strong that also is responsible. For, I think he has like four goals or five goals this season. Uh, he I, he must be pretty high up in in you know goal scorers for for Everton this season. So m- missing that, missing a goal scoring threat on set pieces. And and being able to defend as good as he does, um, you know that that's been another like huge factor. But no, and I like I like that Jamal said this because I think it goes counter to what you've said and probably closer to what I believe. Jamal's killing it right now. Uh, he does say Lamps is overrated, which I look. I, it is what it is. But uh, Eddie, he said Eddie would have been better. Eddie Howe would have been better. Uh, man, their first eleven is literally the same players that have been there. Uh, Bar Wood uh, and Bruno G. Chris Wood, their striker, and Bruno G. Look, two big players that if Everton were to have like a tall, good on set piece, stable striker, and Bruno, I feel like they'd be in a much better place. But outside of those two players, it's really been the same players uh, they got. uh, And those two just got in a couple weeks ago. And he he did change Joe Linton from a striker to a uh, center mid. So he's smart enough to put someone – and Joe Linton has been playing incredibly since that change. So he is smart enough to make those adjustments. And that's one thing where I feel like Frank Lampard, you know, hasn't really shown his ability to do that. I don't remember him doing that at Chelsea when he was there, and I certainly haven't seen him do it now. Then again, I don't know who you change what to. Do you right. make Richarlison a uh, creative <laughs> What? <laughs> what is the adjustment? What is the – please, in the chat – let me know what the adjustment you would make. Actually, you know what? Don't even put it in our chat. Email it directly to Everton. They've tried everything. Look, uh, you know, the, the fans have even gotten to the point that, like, bring in the kids. Bring in the, the Everton 2 players, the, the, the U23 squad or whatever. They, they've, they've had enough. I, I, I can't explain it either, but whether it's a lack of chemistry uh, uh, which obviously that that is a big issue. Even Richardson playing as center forward when Dominic Calvert Lewin is hurt, and that's that's not his position, and he's really not that strong uh, there. Um, they've tried it all. I don't know what to tell you. All I can say is the fix you know fix things defensively, and that's probably the best shot to stay uh, stay in the Premier League. But expecting one or two changes to to fix everything. It's not the case. It's just... Harry Aguna got some smart ideas. He said, bring in Jiz and Shamak. I mean, you know... (laughs) (laughs) Poorly drawn Arsenal said, you know it's bad when you say you are missing a defender as your main goal-scoring threat. That's right. We know it's bad. That is is how you know. This is a a poorly developed squad instead of poorly drawn (laughs) Arsenal. Uh, What about Frank signing like Ali and uh, Dan Vandenico? Van de Beek, but <laughs> I know I was like, is there a, a bit that I missed there? Um, someone said that they just signed names. I actually thought Van de Beek had a chip on his shoulder, had something to prove, would come in, show that the way he's been treated at Manchester United is a mistake. It's a loan. He would, you know, start finding players. And I also thought Delhi Ali kind of would walk in with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and. At the very least, be more active. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, seemed more interested yeah. than he currently does. 
I thought the same thing. There's a reason why I don't manage. There's many. There's multiple reasons why I don't manage a football club. But one of them is because I do give players a bit of a break. And I do right. think both of those players would have come in and done something. But now looking at that, it's actually taught me. Your mistakes have taught me a lesson, which is you don't go out and get players that need to change it around. You go out and get players that sh- that have that stability like Newcastle. But did. that hey, look, you, it, it, when when you're a team that's struggling – all the other, uh, all the other clubs in the in the Prem are like, oh, okay, we can offload some of this trash we got. Oh yeah, because <laughs> they, yo Lampard, I think he'll do good for you. He just needs, he needs a change of scenery. <laughs> okay, they're doing good business. Props to them. Look for for getting those uh, wages off their uh, off their books and doing what they got to do. Um, but Deli Ali is a strange one because. It really, do, it really doesn't look like he fits in the team. I don't know what his role is necessarily. Is he a 10? He's, like, he's kind of like a roaming 10, and he's kind of all over the place. he's not a winger. He's no. not central, really, he's, he's, and he's definitely ain't on the right side either. He's literally delivered. I, I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I honestly think he's delivered one key pass. In his entire, he's I, I I think he's played like maybe eight or nine games. He's the I and I I saw this pass and it was a pass to Richarlison that that put him in perfect space and it didn't lead to a, a, a goal. But he is he is not being he's not delivering what he was brought in to do. Nor do I think he exactly knows what is being asked of him because the. The, now might not be the right time to say this, but I just want to remind everyone that Everton purchased Deli Ali for forty million. <laughs> right, right, yeah, he's the future. He's That's the future a of this club. Build that a, ain't alone, bro. Build that ain't alone. Build a statue. I want a statue <laughs> of Deli Ali. Okay. Yeah, but do you put? You got to make the. You got to make the dreads removable. <laughs> okay. Just like, I, just like I want a, I want a statue of Deli, and I want a statue of Ali, bro. I want both. Okay, he's a legend <laughs> because. Um, the, uh... But I think the most surprising part of all of this is that you really, and against, you are a salmon right now, swimming against the tide, bro. Everyone in the chat is against you. Everyone in the media out here, every newspaper, no one thinks the same way you do. But you are steadfast. You think Everton find a way to survive this. Yeah, they, look, they're, they're not, it's not like they're necessary. Look, the loss to Liverpool is a loss to Liverpool. Nobody, I, I'm not really even sweating that game that much. Um, again, there's a game in hand. Burnley are not that good. There's a there's a strong possibility. Burnley here. been playing well. They're for, they're in good form. Right, they got to draw. That's the wrong time for you. Yeah. Uh, Jamal said Everton hired Lampard because they thought relegation wasn't real. They should have gotten Big Sam or someone with the league experience because Lamps ain't built for this. He has lost composure. Uh, look, they, we tried Big Sam too. I don't know. What to, it's not like he hasn't been there either. Uh, he was just there what three years ago, four years ago. Um, I I I think because of the of the stadium, the new the, the the new stadium. I think Everton are are, are shooting their shot and trying to be uh, amongst the top clubs in the world. And and yes, did they see relegation as a possibility? No, I don't think they took it that seriously because I thought I think they thought. They see the players that they have. They see how much money they spend. Uh, so this is why my number one is the board. I, I think they really didn't see this out correctly, and they didn't really have a clear vision on uh, on what type of players you want to bring in, what style of play you want, what manager is going to bring us into the, the, the future. 
Um, so they're at the at, at most responsible. <laughs> Joe Fox, you're a lion flying <laughs> into the sun. Well put, Joe. Thank you. Um, but if he had nine point nine billion trillion <laughs> friends with him, I think he might be all right. Okay, if you have look, if you have ten million Dominic Calvert Lewins going into the sun, I don't know. I think there's a real. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I figured out your first eleven. <laughs> or or all. or Dominic Calvert Lions. That's obviously that's correct. Hey, <laughs> because now ten trillion Dominic Calvert Lions. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, Barry Guna said Almeida's available now. Yes, but. He's more than welcome to take the reins. That man market might not work so well in the prime <laughs> we either. Can't, we can't man mark. We can't zone mark. There's nothing. There's no marking. Uh, Jamal can, said Burnley turn upturn in form is what's got Everton stressing. What if they? I looked this up. They won three of their last uh, five. Drew one as well. So only one loss. And it, it was to Norwich, which uh, you know you would have assumed you walk away from thinking. Yeah, man, I was the biggest good. Norwich fan that day. But for them to beat Southampton and Wolves is really impressive. And I know they got Wofford and two Aston Villa matches and a Tottenham and Newcastle match coming up. But I, I could see this one going down to the final game of the season. And I got to be honest, if it's if it's win and get in the fourth, but that also means you get relegated, bruh, I got no remorse. Also, if it's, yeah, if it's win and stay in the league and Arsenal don't get into Champions League, same here. No remorse at all. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I mean, I would I wouldn't respect you if, you if you felt any other way. Right, right. Um, bro, I mean, look, yeah, it, it's we, we can go on for hours uh, about this. Everton just are, are quite the story, man. It makes no real sense given the again, simply just given the money that they spend. If you look at. How much money they spent? They spent like it's like nearly a billion dollars in the last like fifteen years. They've spent it's crazy so much money. And to, you have so much more to spend. You have a brand new stadium yeah. in the works. Yeah, they just they just mistake after mistake, and and it led to this situation. Uh, this isn't something that just started this year. Um, there there have been so many uh, poor decisions that that led to this. Uh, you got to always look Everton fans. All they can do is hope for the best, man. That's all. That's I, I, I see the 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 remaining fixtures. There's there's, you, you know, mathematically, we're not out of it. So anything is possible. It, it sucks that Burnley is um, playing as well as they are right now. But I, I can't imagine that they're going to maintain this consistency. They're not going to win every single game. Uh, they're, they're still Burnley. Yeah, they have a new manager. Uh, they're not winning games 5-0. They won one nothing. So anything is possible. Jamal uh, wrote a new champ for you guys. I'm sure you've heard the, we got Super Mick Arteta. <laughs> have you heard that champ? I have not heard that one. For Mikel Arteta? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I heard it about 75,000 times at the stadium. And every time I wanted to send a little little video of it to troops. Uh, mm-hmm. But Jamal wrote one for you. He said, we got Super Frank Lampard. He knows exactly what we need. Mina in defense. Richarlison in attack. Everton on the way to the championship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yo, turn me up. That's last though. <laughs> put, up, put me up in the monitor. Bro. Um, Dennis said, "I don't think this is what they meant by saying getting championships for Everton." <laughs> um, uh, okay, so, so I will say this: uh, I do hope Everton stays up, but I am nowhere near as confident as you in the amount of points you're going to get. You said eleven. For me, it's probably closer to that eight. 
And is that eight enough? And I honestly think Burnley might be able to take both games at uh, – I personally, I hope Burnley loses every match except the Tottenham one. Uh, in, yeah, except the Tottenham one. I hope they beat Tottenham. Other than that, right. but I don't think – I think they're going to stick with those eight points. So uh, I think Everton only get eight points. So is that enough? We'll see. We're going we're gonna to be uh, taking the temperature of this every week because <laughs> it, it, it is – it is a telenovela. But, brother, none the, of us asked for the it. pot is boiling, bro. Oh, bro. <laughs> it is spilling oh, over the sides. We should take it off the stove, <laughs> but we can't. Um, uh, but somebody asked, do we think that this is what's up next for Manchester United? Uh, the, uh, a nice Cobra said, how far are Manchester United from being in the same position? They are in similar disarray, to be honest. Let me tell you something. I saw them play. There were moments where Arsenal made them look good. There were moments where... We couldn't – the thing about Manchester United, and I, I got to see in real time what Ralph Ranick has done for them, which was when we beat Tottenham 3-1, we would score, and then Arsenal would be able to build more momentum off of that score. There was very few moments where it felt like, you know, uh, Tottenham had pulled – some of that momentum back, pulled the momentum back into their into their uh, direction. It wasn't happening. I'll say, you know, Manchester United, for the most part, was really good about being able to sort of clamp and stop and say, all right, now we control the midfield, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, oh, uh, by the way, someone just asked, uh, Justy said, not related to football. Love the top Alexis is wearing. Anyone have a link to the site? Actually, this is my boy's uh, brand. It's called uh, Dirty Pockets. Look, it comes with like this cool little pin of roses. It's on a champion hoodie. Check out Dirty Pockets. I don't know if they have a website. He's my homie. But Google Dirty Pockets Clothing. You'll see it. If not, I'll put I'll put it in the description. Um, well, I got to see in real time that, you know, Ralph Randick has at very least drilled the basics into this team. Now, what I also saw in real time is that there were large swaths of this game where they were like, yo, we ain't trying to listen to Ralph Randick, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I look, Mikel Arteta's style is not for everyone. You know, there is a difference between the fans you hear on social media and you see on on YouTube and what's happening in the stadium. There really are a different sort of beast in the stadium. Mikel Arteta has, and I don't want to say unwavering because I wasn't here for some of the the rougher uh, matches and the away matches are completely different. If I'm going to be completely honest, that that fan base, the away fans. It feels a little more toxic. I don't want to blame them, and I don't want to say they're toxic. It just feels a little bit more of a catalyst, sure. the away section. But the home stands, boy, they love Mikel Arteta as much as I do. It's almost like I'm at these games every week. Like, they are defending him just as much as I do. And there is this sense that he's kind of got the he's got the right idea. He may not have the tools you know, in place to be able to do that. He may not, it, it still feels like he doesn't have exactly what he needs just yet. And he will this summer. But before the, the, the Gabriel Jesus uh, information broke, the feeling at the stadium, or I should say after, because that broke the day before. Afterwards, no one cared about the Gabriel Jesus thing. It was like, the feeling was, I think we got Manchester United with the squad we have. And I know Manchester United in the mud right now, but there's still quality players on that team. If I, after watching that full 90, I have a bit more trust in Nuno Tavares. I'm, I'm fine with him. Look, I, he's made mistakes. He had the handball. There were moments where he completely lapsed. But what I see is this kid does not stop. He does not give up. 
and he tries every time. And the moments where he switched positions with ESR, bro, he was totally fine up there. He, he knew exactly what to do. And it showed me Mikel Arteta's got it beaten into their brains, similar to City. There's moments where you start the match as a right back. You might not be the right back for the whole match. Mm. So you need to know what these other positions are doing. He knew exactly what to you do, know, which put, is another reason put why Put the goalkeeper goalkeeper gloves on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? You're the manager. <laughs> I'm the right back. That's what Mikel Arteta said. You've trained for this. Um, no, I, I, I thought the, um, you know, I, I, look, it, it could have been, uh, there, there was a chance that Manchester United had, I think, to tie it. And they either they missed it or something. Well, look. The fact that Bruno took the penalty and not Cristiano Ronaldo right, right, is right, right. probably the reason why Arsenal walks away with three points. If I'm being completely honest, when I saw Bruno go up, I'm like, oh, mm. they don't want to do it. Oh, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Yeah. I'm surprised Cristiano Ronaldo walked away from a brace. Yeah, that was uh, a, a bit shocking. The, um, the, Look, and then um, the the goal that uh, uh, Xhaka scored um, was uh, from a like I don't know if it was it Bruno that lost the ball or missed the ball. he he I think he tried to go for it or something like that it was just like poor uh, he just did, the effort wasn't a hundred percent there to try to win that ball back and uh, and Xhaka scores that goal but did you think uh, probably not in, in live it didn't seem like it was offside but there was a lot of controversy whether that goal was offside because who was it I think uh, Enkedia was um behind uh did he block the he blocked he blocked the, the view and De Gea had to you look why, around here's why I think that may not have counted because I've seen the highlights about 700 times uh, I can't stop watching it I think it's because he already was way out of position even though he had to kind of look past them when the ball's kicked he's already on the other side of of Enketia. so maybe that's why that wasn't considered and I didn't see that I also didn't see how bad the Bruno, the Bruno Fernandez uh, foul was. I couldn't see that from the stands. Right, um, right. That looked. I can't believe that wasn't a red card. And to Jamal said, "What what away fans are you talking about, Alexis? Our away tribal fans are so good when we travel. I'm not saying that they don't show up for the matches. I'm not saying that there are there aren't a ton of them. I'm just saying the mood, the feeling towards the club is a bit more pessimistic in the away fans than it is at home, and that could be." You know, because I've seen wins. But even before the match, the 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 away fans, they, there was something about communicating with them and talking to them where you don't feel as uplifted about the way the club was situated. Right, right. And I'm talking primarily at the Everton match. Uh, there was something about it where they were still like, ah, you know, this guy needs to be sat. It was like a, it was a general attitude that things weren't as good as they were. Where when you're at home, it's a bit more calm. People are a little bit, especially with you know, it's the, family, our, our foreman. It's family friendly, you know. That's our. And should I be. wouldn't even say that for sure, but <laughs> I would definitely say, like, at the very least, there there's a bit more of a positive feeling towards the way the club is being handled right. and the future of Mikel Arteta. That said, here's what I want to say: what I took away from that match, besides the three points, and I do think we're back in the position where fourth is not necessarily ours, but it's ours to lose. So I will say that. If we want to talk about Manchester United, there's honestly two players that should be brought back next season. Maybe three. And I can't believe I'm saying one of these names, but Cristiano Ronaldo deserves to be back. I need to give Flex and everyone else credit. Look, I'm not a fan of Cristiano Ronaldo for some of the stuff he's done off the pitch. That's just what it is. That's never going to go away. I'm a big defender of, uh, of women. That said. I've given him a lot. I've, I've given him a lot of shit for the fact that when he's playing, he gets frustrated 
and he tells people you should have done this and you should have been that you should have done this. And that to me doesn't breed a good team. Now, I will go back on everything I just said because you know what? <laughs> Homie's right, bro. I watch this in real time. Y'all need to listen to that man. <laughs> you know, yeah. Every time he says something, I'm like, yo, he should have yeah. yeah, <laughs> made that cut. <laughs> yo, Cristiano Ronaldo is, uh, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but he's right most of the time with the shit he's telling you to do. And you can see in when you watch it in real time and the cameras, you know, you're not just following the camera and you're seeing the whole pitch. He is... Not not the most active. He's up there in age, but you can see he's always putting himself in the position that it feels like either he needs to be or that he should be. But I don't think he has the talent around him to get him the ball. So Cristiano Ronaldo, that guy stays. Jaden Sancho is of a higher ilk than ninety percent of everyone else on that pitch. I don't know what it's going to take for him to show that consistently. Yeah. But that kid has moments when the moments of brilliance you see out of him are much higher than anyone else. Honestly, it reminds me of like Pogba. We're like, you're like, oh my God, why couldn't you just do this all match? People would get off your back. But then again, Sancho was bought to be on the left. He's on the right. So, you know, who knows what's going on there. And then maybe the third person is De Gea. And that's it. I Look, Bruno Fernandez, I know y'all love him. I know y'all gave him a contract extension. Uh, he did not deserve that from what I've seen. It looks like he's completely given up. And I'm not even talking about the penalty miss. That's a huge mistake. That's stupid. That's a lapse of judgment. But there's moments where he's just walking on the pitch, where yeah. he's not tracking back. It looks like he's given up. It looks like he's worried about his his his, his uh, vacation plans. And I do want to answer Jamal, who said, LOL, the away fan's not. You're bugging, Alexis. I've been to more away games this season. We've all backed Arteta. Where do you think that super mega Arteta check came from? It's from one of the away trips. All right, then maybe I'm wrong. I'm just telling you the vibes I felt at that Everton match. It felt way more pessimistic towards the club and even more, way more pessimistic to the things around the club. And maybe you're in a, in a way section that's, a, a, you know, a cut that was different from where I was. Just even like the way they were treating like just AF, AFTV people, the way they were treating Mikel Arteta at that time, the way they were treating just the general fan base seemed – Maybe it was just younger and maybe just a bit different, but there was something about it where the away fans are way more calm. They trust the way the club is going, and it could just be because of the matches. The home, the home fans, are, the home fans are more the home calm. fans, my friend. Yeah, they're uh, more calm. Also, they're more trusting. They believe in the future. The, the, the that's, time, the, that's my assessment. at that time. That was in December when you know Arsenal weren't weren't you know doing too well. Um, so it might have just been that moment in time at w- where people's frustrations uh were that's which is also very possible but i mean it it, it could be it, it could mean, be maybe i'm making maybe i'm jumping to conclusions off of one match every but the people around me were like i was like damn yo they really don't they really <laughs> i mean they obviously they love the club and they care but they really don't believe in this project right now all right. Well, I mean, what what are they what are they saying now? Because things things have uh, seemed to improve quite a bit. Since a lot then. of people were chanting, "You were right, Alexis," and I'm telling. You, I mean, I was like, I'm, <laughs> I might be hearing this. You know, you were right, uh, but yo, Alexis. Man, <laughs> There's only one Alexis girl. I'm like, hey. um, I love um, these away um, trips. These are great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is great. Are these actors I hired, baby? Um, Manchester United, bro. That rebuild. Is going to take yeah. years. Did you see there was a co- uh, comment? I, I, I don't know how accurate it was, but that that players um, are unhappy with R- Ralph Rangnick because of he he's been being way more vocal the last few weeks. Basically, I'm, and they don't like his comment in particular that they supposedly don't like is that he said we need to get 
uh, we need to replace 10 players on the team. And, and, and some players feel like that is, they, they feel like he's calling them out a little bit. And when I mean, they, I, you know what? <laughs> I bet you whoever, whoever suggested that, you might be right, buddy. Yes, that's Ralph, a lot of Ralph, odds. 10 is a lot. Well, there's not that many roster spots. Yeah. Hey, Ralph, you said 19 replaced. We only have 18 in the roster. Yeah. Really? I feel I don't know, but based on the numbers that you're putting out there, I feel like you're talking about me. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Also, the coaches are nervous because they think that extra player is one of them. Um, I can't, I can't explain to you. Like Manchester United is Manchester United. Like, even if they're kind of down bad, you kind of don't ever feel – you don't ever feel like they're out. You know what I mean? You never feel like it's an easy team to play. You know what I mean? Right. It's Manchester United. And, Thanks. bro, that's not who showed up at Emirates. Yeah. Yeah, they – That was – that. there's like a – you know what they all look like? They all look like cartoons, like the kid car, kids in cartoons, like, walking to school with their head down kicking rocks. Mm-hmm. That's how they all looked. <laughs> like like, a, like a, pe- a Peanuts comic strip? <laughs> Charlie Brown? <laughs> Nick, Red, Nick Red said, based on the expert judgment of Chris Arnold, <laughs> I forgot there was a damn Puerto Rican. <laughs> well, don't say damn before it, bro. Are you going <laughs> to... Wait. Oh, my God. I sound like my mother. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, there's, a, there's a Cuban flag stealing Puerto Rican <laughs> Manchester United. How dare he? Um, yeah. So, my mother, my mother once yelled like, "Oh, and uh, you had to get pregnant by one of them." I'm like, "They were married, mom." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're doing too much. Uh, so the um, uh, so yeah, look, um, obviously a big result for um, uh, for for Arsenal. They they are currently. Uh, we'll look at the table real quick. They're currently We're back in fourth. In fourth, two points above uh, Tottenham. Tottenham um, would would they draw in their last game? I think they. Or they draw and lost their draw last so, two. Um, it, it got a little scary there. Look, it's still... Did you see the rumor? The rumor is, and this feels like more than a rumor. The rumor is that uh, Antonio Conte, who I said when he got hired, that he would not make it past this season. And he would leave on his own volition. That's what I said, because at the end of the day, it's still Tottenham. And everyone told me, Conte's a winner. He wins everywhere he goes. He didn't win here. Even if he finishes fourth, that's not a trophy, bruh. But I did say he would leave, and the rumor is, is that he wants the PSG job. And the rumor is, is that he's advised his his agents to get him that job under under any circumstances. I, that I, feels like more than a rumor, doesn't it? I don't, but I don't even know why he why he wants the job necessarily. What? I, I mean, it's they got Neymar for three more years. They obviously are going to spend money. I don't know. I mean, it must be simply that it's it's better than the job at Tottenham. But PSG is not necessarily the the best. manager of a Chipotle in Alaska <laughs> is a better manager job than manager of Tottenham. What are you talking about? <laughs> Joe Willock said Tottenham in free fall. Right? Um, <laughs> in Arsenal fans saying fourth place is not a trophy. I am deceased. All right, Catherine. I'm not saying it's not a. You can't put fourth in your trophy cabinet. And since you're a Tottenham fan, let me explain what a trophy cabinet is. <laughs> Once you win a trophy, I think. Look, um, when when Tottenham is playing well, I it a hundred percent feels like this. This is 
you know, they, they could be competing for at, at least second or third place. You know, they're not. That's, look, the problem is they look like a Champions League club when they're playing well. Right. The problem is it, it doesn't last. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to explain. And you know what's funny? People, people were like, in my Arsenal group chat, they're like, Todd, them are bottle jobs. They're bottle jobs. And part of me wanted to be like, they might not be that this season. There's something about them that feels different in the, in the last few weeks. And then they go and bottle it. You know, it's like, damn. Yeah, they obviously, yeah, they drew to Brentford, lost to Brighton. Um, but Brentford is, they're, they're playing pretty well right now. So it's not that, that much of a, a shock. And the, I don't know if you saw the, this got made me a little bit emotional. I think we're going to be Manchester United. <laughs> um, I mean, that's not saying that much, but the, um, Christian Eriksen, um, signing, uh, did you see him? He he signed an, he signed an autograph. Signed shirt for a wheelchair bound. Yeah, uh, uh, fan. a fan. And he and the and the the guy was like so. I mean, he was like nearly in tears. He was so emotional. Uh, it, it was seeing the 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 love and and support that the Tottenham fans gave um, to uh, to Christian Eriksen when he took the corner. They gave him um, uh, and you know they uh, applauded him. Um, but it was uh, like. It kind of got me, hit me in the feels a little bit. I was, I was like happy to see um... the man died on a football <laughs> pitch. Yeah, yeah, that, I agree with you. I mean, I didn't see it in real time, but when I'm watching back the clips, I was like, man, this is super touching. It's, it kind of, you know, what it reminded me of. It's, it's kind of morbid to say, but is that idea of like you wish you were able to get invited to your own funeral so you could see, yeah kind of that that thought process like you get to see like well you are invited you are invited to your funeral because you're there you know, so you know what you make a good point <laughs> if anything you're the main invite <laughs> yeah. you're like yo we you're gotta put it <laughs> you're number one on this list um we gotta make sure yeah, you're there yeah. without you this event doesn't happen so thank you for dying bro uh jamal said he was on the stairs that means he was he was dying he was on the stairs uh, on the stairs to heaven, by the way, uh, Christian. What do you expect? He was on the stairs, almost having a combo with Jesus. Uh, <laughs> no, but look. Regardless, it's still uh, he almost had a he had a conversation with Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> Whoa! Crazy, I didn't even know they spoke the same language. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yo! He must have been like obrigado for putting me back. Um, <laughs> Caipirinha, I would love one Not right now because my heart might can't take it. But uh, people are saying that Pochettino and Conte might swap. Pochettino goes back to Tottenham. Why? Why? If you're Tottenham, if you're Tottenham, you don't want Pochettino, right? Um, Remember when you were no, managing? They fired him. Minutes ago? Now, now you. <laughs> I want you now to manage Tottenham. Would you? If Conte leaves. Would you bring back Pochettino? He didn't want nothing with you anyway. The that, vibes were better when he was there, but he didn't win nothing with you. I mean, he got them to a Champions League final, um, and you get what for that? You don't get anything for it, but I'm saying. Oh, you get this, I, not a goddamn. I would say, I, I would argue, um, Pochettino shouldn't want to go back. And, you know, because he should, I think he should feel a little bit insulted that they got rid of him Bro, when, when. Joe Whitlock said, Joe, hold on, Joe Whitlock said, no funeral for me. Just play the Champions League theme song as you slowly <laughs> dump my body in the trash. <laughs> I, I mean, just the imagery alone. I mean, you really put a lot of thought into this, Joe. Thank you for sharing. Bro, that reminds me of like when we were in school, or because I went to Catholic school. Um, our teacher, this is fourth grade, third grade. This is third grade. Teachers asked us, how do you want to die? One of the teachers asked us that. What? <laughs> yeah. 
Deadass. I'm not making this up. I love that what I'm about to say should be the most shocking part, but for most people, they're like, why would you ask a group of children this? They said, how would you like to die? Um, and most people said, most kids said, I want to die in my sleep. Everyone said, I want to die in my sleep. I want to die in my sleep. Oh, I want to die in my sleep. I want to die in my sleep. And they got to me. I said, I want to be shot by a beautiful woman in bed. <laughs> and the teacher was like, we need to have a conversation. <laughs> and they made, me talk, they made me talk to the principal. My mother got a phone call. It was a whole thing. What does the beautiful woman have to do with? Is it, does it make it? I wanted, a, to be shot. I wanted to be shot by a beautiful woman in bed. Is this a, a more honorable death that, that she's good looking? I just thought it was way more lit than just going to bed and not waking up. At least I got the smash, bro. <laughs> But there's nothing in there that implies any sex. You just want to be shot by a beautiful woman in bed. I was in third grade. What do you want me to be like? First, first we go with uh, missionary. But then I'll flip that girl over. You know what I mean? And that's probably when she gets the gun because I can't see. But I'm just smashing from behind, digging her face into a pillow, right? Right, right. And then when I'm finally done, I lay down, but she's not finished. So she sits in my, on my face, right? I finished the job. That's probably when she loaded the gun. And then at that point, I get shot. But, I mean, at least we both finished. Was that what you wanted me to say? That, now it provides the clarity that I needed. to. <laughs> now, this is this is a beautiful death. This is a beautiful – and also, did you know that that is – um. Uh, that's like a saying, the beautiful death. They, they call, I think it's Latin or something like that, that the, the orgasm, the, the the nickname for it is called the beautiful death, that there's some sort of I've part of you. Of that. that is, yeah. There's a, there's a movie uh, about that uh, too. That's also, that's very, very Yeah, it's good. the part of you that likes video games and computers dies every time you finish. <laughs> um, I mean, if, if Alexis read <laughs> books, he would know what I'm talking about. It's all good. Uh, nah, Nick Red said, Nork School is doing Nork. Uh, <laughs> Robert from LA said, "Is Alexis happy for for his ex Hector Bellerin for winning Copa del Rey for uh, Real Betis? Uh, <laughs> five. Thank you for the uh, super uh, the super chat. By the way, if you want us to make sure we read something you say, super chat it, and we 100 percent will read it. Um, look, I'm I'm super happy for Hector Bellerin. My homie's over there interviewing him right now. Um, I don't want to say who because I don't want to give up what content they're making, but uh, I'm super happy for him. I thought." I loved him at, at Arsenal. I didn't think he was the right player at the moment. Uh, I wanted him to be put in a better situation. <laughs> and Rob Batiste also seems like the dopest place to play. They throw the teddy bears on the pitch. Yeah. For, yeah. Um, like, uh, I, although, didn't one of their fans like rip a piece of the stadium and throw it at a player like a pole? Hold Other that. than that, they seem like a great place to play. I got corrected. It's called it's Le Petit More, which is uh, the small death. Not which. Uh, thank you for that clarification. Uh, but yes, uh, in French, in French, you pronounce the letter at the end before an e. Petit More. What is that? What you more there? Uh, I don't think you that's pronounce, correct. You pronounce you pronounce letters before any. You telling me I'm wrong, buddy? I've been hitting that dual lingo like crazy. <laughs> me and that owl are homies on the trip, bro. Um, the um, uh, oh, I like this. Uh, Trish Murphy's husband said muting this part for the four year old. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which uh, <laughs> but, I don't know if the four year old's going to Catholic school, but be careful about the questions <laughs> they're about to be asked. <laughs> also. You got about four years left before he, he needs to know how he wants to die. Oh, my goodness. So, um, the uh, <laughs> by the way, Joey Gustav put absolutely thought Alexis said titty bears. <laughs> um, although, what the one thing about um, uh, Robert Jamal, no, I, I go to uh, 
I go to Paris on Friday, so no, I will not be here for West Ham, unfortunatelyly. The um, uh, Robert East, yes, they won uh, Copa del Rey against uh, Valencia, and I was happy for Hector Bellerin, but I was sad for Yunus Musa, who missed the penalty in that game, um, in the penalty shootout. So it was a bummer that the on- the only person who missed was the American. Uh, you hate to see it, but you know what. He didn't pull a hamstring, which seems to be the American thing to do these days. So, <laughs> uh, thank but, you. But no, it's yeah, obviously huge. Yeah, uh, yeah that's like Hector Bellerin's like childhood club and stuff like that. So it's really cool to see the, he got them. It was a, their first trophy in seventeen years. Uh, so uh, definitely huge uh, for Betis. And, and you know they, who's angry about that? Every Sevilla fan in the world because oh. they absolutely despise each other. Correct. Uh, shouts to a nice Cobra. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, Oscar Ramirez, Omar Ramirez said Alexis is a master at French fries, so he knows what he's talking about. Uh, me, the French and French fries. Was, oh, gotcha. I'm assuming that's. <laughs> uh, hey, you know who's in the chat? My homie Brush. Right? Hey, the Brush. Brushy. Uh, Went out drinking a little bit. Shouts to Brush. Awesome, Brush. We watched, we watched the uh, the Tyson Fury uh, match, boxing match. Right, right. <laughs> a lot uh, of fun. Yeah, the British love heavyweight fights. I think Americans are done with it. They love boxing. <laughs> we need to see flyweights and middleweights. Uh, every every bar was full for this fight. And yeah. America would have been like, I don't even what channel they're on. <laughs> Why are these guys so fat? <laughs> yeah, have they thought about doing ab crunches? <laughs> um, uh, Brush, what was uh, what was Alexis like now that you've met him in person? Was he <laughs> there? Was is he exactly everything you? thought was he any different let us what's know what's the review what's the review <laughs> put it in the chat um uh so i think we should uh wrap up there we'll wrap up with with brushy's review uh but uh but thank you everybody for joining us uh we appreciate it uh as always make sure you hit the subscribe button here on youtube we are almost at four thousand. did we hit four thousand yet i don't think we did uh but i, can I don't check, think we did i can check right now uh but please hit the that subscribe button um and and as always you can become a member here on youtube if you'd like to support uh or join our patreon we, uh, we're going to be doing a, a a new podcast a no cap recap podcast um this week so it should be available probably thursday or friday um and, and alexis will share uh all his stories out in london there's been a lot of fun stuff that uh he's got you see to brushy's do. uh brushes comment brush said uh brush said lol he's just as he is on stream you see the, I told you, I only got one gear, bro. The authenticity <laughs> is uh, quite accurate. You know, a lot of times people, they look at content creators and they're like, oh, but are they like different? Are they, you know, they uh, have an ego. Char- no, bro. This is it. This is us. Yeah, no, okay? <laughs> you got, I only know one way to be. There was a moment where the security guard came to tell us that they were going to remove the tables because so many people were going to filter into the bar for the fight. We had gotten to the bar a little bit before that. And I just started like, bantering with the with the security guard trying to get them to like not move the table further back so i'm like let me distract them by just like bullshitting with him and we ended up having like a great conversation but i looked at brushing he was like oh no he does this with everyone <laughs> like you can see on brush's face he was yeah. like oh this is it doesn't matter if someone's in front of them they are now alexis's audience <laughs> yeah there, there could be times where it can be a little embarrassing where i'm like alexis you could dial it down to like at least a six, you know, but he, and I was like, my butt dial broke, baby. <laughs> I can't go down. It's stuck at 11. I can't help you. Um, 
So uh, yeah. So uh, but like like always, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'll I'll be back here tomorrow, one p.m. Eastern time. Uh, shouts to us. It's going to be our American soccer show, and we're going to be joined by a special guest. Uh, it's going to be Taylor Rockwell of Total Soccer oh. Show. Will be joining me uh, because Alexis can't, is unavailable because he is uh, out in London, Londoning. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be uh, uh, so which is what they call it here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, St. So, Tally said plot twist real life Alexis likes bagels. Don't you dare <laughs> spill those horrific rumors out there about me. Uh, so Taylor Rockwell of Total Soccer Show will be joining me. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun to so come through tomorrow, uh, and hop, hop in the chat. And, um, uh, and yeah, so, uh, yeah, Alexis will, obviously will be. On, it's our birthdays, obviously, uh, coming up in the next couple of days. Alexis will be in, uh, in, uh, on vacation in Paris. Um, I will still be doing the show, and I will have uh, other co-hosts next Monday and Tuesday. Uh, so uh, look out for that. Uh, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun. But as always, uh, thanks for the support, and thanks for hanging out with us, everybody here on YouTube. If you listen to this podcast, uh, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or leave five stars on Spotify. And join the Patreon, patreon.com slash soccercooligans. We got that No Cap Recap uh, podcast coming soon uh, this week, so uh, look out for that. Anything else, Alexis? Any other parting words before we go? Uh, no, thank you to uh, thank you to everyone who stopped me at the stadium that you know says they they listen to the content or they've seen me on videos or they've seen people asking me where Christian was, all that kind of stuff. Man, it's been absolutely incredible. You know, the more and more Christian and I try to make ourselves a bit more, uh, you know, uh, sort of whatever, get more a little more exposure in this side of the conversation of football has been. Not easy, and we understand our accents, uh, you know, are a big hurdle for some people. Bro, um, more TikTok, traditionally. TikTok is literally, anytime we post a clip, they're like, goddamn Americans, why are they talking about Bro. this game? They don't know anything about the game. Yo, you remember when I was like, yo, I did Arsenal fan TV and the fans love me? Well, let me tell you what happens over at United View. It is <laughs> not the same. It is not the same reaction. Uh, I have been called a clown and told to go back to baseball multiple times a part of me is like is that an american thing or you are you trying to mess with being cuban bro <laughs> like you being racist right now but uh the love we do actually get and, and it may not be the you know may not be everybody unfortunately but the love that we do get absolutely means the best uh it means the most uh it means a lot that's probably what i should be saying uh it's it means the best. mucho uh, okay uh. <laughs> it, it means things no but it really does it, it's it's part of why we keep going we keep trying hard uh, it's, you know, folks like brush and stuff like that, who were like, nah, man, hey, brush actually said, he was like, I was like, what's the reason why you started watching us? And he was like, you know, everyone out here takes it very serious. So it's nice to have one or two places that, you know, do it from a comedic angle where you can just have a good time. And that's what we hope to get across to people. So the fact that y'all are finding us and, and, and liking what we do and to everybody who sticks with us while we try to split this up and talk about American and, and Europe and stuff, you guys are the absolute best. And, and we love how much we're building and we love the, how far we're going. So for everyone who stopped me and said something nice, man, thank you so much. It means the world to me and we ain't going to stop. Let's go. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for hanging out. Uh, we appreciate you in the chat. We'll see you tomorrow, uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time. So come through. Uh, and, uh, yeah, have a good rest of your day, everybody. Uh, and enjoy it. A lot of games this week. I have Champions League. A lot going on. So uh, it's going to be a lot to talk about. All right. Every- take care, everybody. Peace. <laughs>